So hello and welcome. My name's Steve Nobel and today I'm speaking with Katie Tucker on why falling in love is a big distraction. Now Katie is a channel who has been practicing for eight years and most of her work comes under the umbrella of channeling. She's blessed to have all sorts of guides who hold space for many different things. She channels star beings, ancestors, fairies, elementals, ascended masters, goddesses. In fact, any, guide is, any guides that feel good at the time. And she feels honored to be learning and growing with such wonderful guides as she walks her path. And if you want to find out more about Katie, her website is starlight-meditation.com. And hi, Katie. Hello. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, we speak once again. We're doing this regularly, aren't we? I know. I love it. It's really um, becoming a, a lovely part of my journey. <laughs> well, the yeah. subject, because we, 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 I don't know how it came up. We were talking before and you said something about why falling in love can be a big distraction. And I was like, that's a great subject. Let's talk about that. So, yeah. Why why is it so distracting for so many? So I'm really excited that we're doing this interview because as a channel, I would say one of the most common things people come to a channel for is about love. Yeah. And about finding a partner. It's something that like obviously everybody really wants or lots of people most people really want. Mm. And considering that I'm not a channel that specializes in that I'm always surprised that so many people come and and have kind of that question of like, when am I going to meet the one I'm going to be with? When am I going to fall in love? And so it seems to be something that's very collective. And of course, my guides always have individual guidance for people. But there's definitely some things that I hear them repeat saying to people a lot that I really think is a message for the collective. And one of them is that they often say, you know, sometimes you have to just get down with, that's my language, not theirs. Um, You have to kind of get okay with the fact that actually falling in love is quite distracting. And there are times in your life where you need to be focusing fully on yourself. And, you know, those times can happen if you're in a long-term relationship and you're kind of out of that falling in love distraction phase or if you're single but it's very hard to do that at the at the same time and fall in love because as you know love is kind of all, when you're falling in love it's all consuming energetically emotionally mentally and that same energy is really the energy that that you need when you're awakening or when you're you're coming into a new awakening phase of your path. I, I believe that we have more than one awakening. And so very often when, when people come and they've got lots of questions about their path and lots of questions about falling in love, my guys will often say, look, it's, it's, those two things are not going to ha- necessarily happen at the same time mm. because they're, they're too all-consuming and you need to focus on, on one. Mm. <laughs> and um you know interestingly the root word of love is desire Mm. and when I first found that out I was really like oh I was expecting it to be something more enlightened or more um powerful do you know what I mean Mm. I I judged the word desire basically Mm. and then I realized that actually no desire 
desire is the beginning of everything everything that is created everything that happens every change that occurs every awakening begins with desire and so so love or desire is at the beginning of of everything and it's it's this incredibly magnetic energy desire and sometimes that magnetic energy is just needed for your self evolution or your 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 self work as opposed to to be going towards another person and that dance between another person sometimes that energy needs to be a dance between you and your life and that's why they say it it's it it it's sometimes that not coming because it's a distraction at this phase in your life and it will come it's just at this moment in your life that that desire energy that magnetic energy needs to be dancing between you and your life and not you and another person I guess there's a whole lot of people that really could hear this message. I wish I heard this message like 25 years ago or something. <laughs> but I'm, for the moment, I'm going to be a defender of love, right? So I'm just going to ask you, but isn't, aren't people drawn to, I, I get totally what you're saying, they're drawn to another partner because there's this pull towards wholeness and they're seeing energies or you know qualities or potential in the other that's really a reflection for them. And also the pull towards love could be a pull towards karmic service where we, we're, we're due to actually birth another soul in the world i completely agree with both of those statements yeah and of course if the pull is happening and you know you've met someone you shouldn't block it it's not if if you've met someone and that flow is happening then that's part of your cycle of your path at this time it's when you're feeling like you're seeking it and it's not showing up or you're manifesting it yeah. That it's, and it's not showing up that it's actually better to surrender to the fact that it's not there at the moment and that's how it's meant to be at the moment and pull all of that energy back into yourself and your work on yourself and so I really think that's the message about when you're seeking it or longing for it and it's it's not there as opposed to necessarily saying that love shouldn't be part of our lives it's a massive part of our lives and a really important part of our lives and human love you know is one of the most important parts of uh physical life on earth you know and and our evolution in every sense of the word it's when it's it's not showing up in your life and interestingly i noticed you mentioned the word wholeness yeah and one of the things my guide said to me this morning as I was tuning into this interview is they were like, this idea of being a half to somebody else is very third dimensional. And and really at this stage in our, our human evolution and in this moment of ascension, we have to be honoring the wholeness of our own beings. And the, the root word of integrity is wholeness. And, and our part is about living lives in integrity. And so... You know, one of the things that I, I see quite a lot and, and have people come to me quite a lot is that they they, they feel like they, they need their partner for their life to be complete. And it's almost like they've got themselves stuck in this manifesting block of like, I, re- I can't walk my path until my partner's here. Or I really want a partner to meditate with every morning and stuff like that. And whilst that's a, a lovely manifestation and I totally understand it, my guys often say, you need to remember that your spirituality is personal to you. It's about your wholeness with yourself and the universe. So one of the things that my guides often point out to people 
is that they are weaving their spirituality in with the need for a partner. Yeah. And their path in with the need for a partner. And placing these kind of conditions on walking their path with finding their partner or even their manifestations are kind of, of the partner they want which are beautiful and totally understandable visions, but they're like, oh, I'd, I'd love a partner that I can meditate with every single day and things like this. Um, and whilst those are, are beautiful things, one of the things that my guys have kind of pointed out many, many times to people, which I, I think is really useful, is that actually love can be much more simpler than that. Mm. And and it's not as conditional. You know, we live in this age where people go on dating sites and write a list of what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost kind of slipping into our manifestations now. Mm. And what they're saying is actually it's better to just ask for the partner that is right for you because spirituality is, is a very, very personal thing. And it's actually about your relationship with yourself, with the earth and with the universe. And your partner might have a totally different spirituality from you. And so by placing those conditions of your partner agreeing with your spirituality is almost blocking the flow of that partner coming in. Actually, they say that, um, you know, very often there are partners four people out there that one person is meant to wake up so by manifesting somebody awake and switching off everybody this is you know not not being open to people that are asleep is sometimes blocking that flow mm. <laughs> that maybe as the wake person you're meant to meet somebody and wake them up as part of your relationship journey with them also they they remind people that and they, they reminded me of this today that our partners like our family are often our mirrors and so sometimes we're meant to go through a stage with a partner where they are showing us our doubts, where they are questioning us, where they are, are, are showing us our doubts in our path, in our, in our faith, in our connection. Certainly something that happened for me. Mm. And as soon as I got 100% okay with it, my partner was suddenly fine with it. And now we do walk our paths together, and certainly at the moment. Mm. But... You know, it's almost like, as with all manifestation, don't get too tied up in the how. Instead, mm. manifest the partner that's right for you. Mm. And the other thing that um, they say, and I think this is, and I've seen this many times, and it's certainly true for me, is that actually a really functioning relationship at this time will often have one person that's more grounded than the other person and more left-brained, and the other one is more right-brained. And so, and that, that combination is working really well with navigating our journey through the third and fifth dimension mm. that we're in. And so, again, it's like what, what I'm hearing from my guides in, in one-to-ones and in circles and stuff is that collectively we're, we're manifesting partners a bit too narrowly. It's mm. like say is please send me the person that's in the highest good for me that's great you know, yeah opposed to, as opposed to somebody that's into sound healing and into the same belief system <laughs> you know yeah and in fact you can educate each other you know my some of the 
my partner's into spirituality in a very different way and she's taught me an awful lot as I have taught her because yeah. we're into things differently yeah. and in life differently and so that's that's I think a massive collective message at this time is like you do not need to manifest a spiritual partner you just manifest the person that's right for you and that's how you'll call your soulmate well I'm going to ask you about soulmates but I want to ask you a little bit more about this obsessive search that you mentioned earlier because it seems to me um, I mean in the mind body spirit field it's probably about 85% women so I speak with a lot more women about this but they they talk about connection and looking for the one and and walking with another and finding that union and it's this kind of relating talk but the guys, um, when they talk about girlfriends, they're talking more in terms of sexual union and in intimacy and finding someone who's absolutely gorgeous and stunning and they want to grab, you know. So it seems to me that women kind of, or I should say the feminine actually, the feminine uh, looks for love and then that leads to sex, whereas the masculine seems to want sex and that can lead to love. Is that kind of fair, do you think? so funny that you say that but because an English teacher when I was in secondary school said to me she'd obviously had her heart broken yeah said to the whole class this is what you need to know for life women use sex for love <laughs> and men use love for sex <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's necessarily true and obviously tantra is you know there are spiritual practices that embrace that aren't about your solo investigation with, and connection yeah um tantra being the best example of that that i can think of and um we are an, on this kind of very early stage of understanding the power of of sex and sexual energy in terms of spirituality and mm. remembering all of those ancient practices and things like that um but what i do I'm getting so much guidance about that is happening, especially at the moment, is that we, you know, the feminine is going through this incredible transition. And my guides have said that what's happened is collectively, you know, we've been in a very, very masculine age. Mm. We're coming into an age of unity. In order for that age of unity to happen, the feminine has a huge amount of healing work to do. And how my guides have explained it to me is that the masculine has almost collectively just pulled back very slightly to hold space for the women to do that deep, deep, deep subconscious work. And there, there, there's so many years of suppressed feminine spirituality and feminine wisdom mm -hmm. that the women that are alive and awake today are having to process for the collective are having to heal for the collective mm. and uh, they're having to come into their wholeness as as feminine women and how my guys kind of showed it to me is it's like they're mistaking that want for wholeness mm. as being a want for a, a partner but it's actually about feminine wholeness. It's about all aspects of the feminine and coming into oneness within yourself and that reconnection to the, the feminine way. Mm. And the men that are feeling that too are also connecting to that collective healing. So uh, let me ask you about soulmates and twin flames because this is a big subject, isn't it, this whole kind of mind-body-spirit field, uh, uh, particularly the one of twin flames, you know, and the common idea seems to be there's one person 
that is right for me you know i mean some people have variants on that but a lot of people feel my twin flame is the one you know it's like the matrix i'm waiting for the one what do you think about the these terms uh, katie so there, there's a lot of debate on those terms and of course anybody that's listening must follow their own truth and go with what resonates in their heart because mm. their truth makes up part of the whole truth of the universe but this is my truth and my guide's truth. My guides say that the twin flame energy mm. is not necessarily and very, very rarely the energy of the person you will spend your life with. There are, of course, exceptions to that rule. Mm. But they say that the twin flame energy is like, you know how magnets, when you get two positive magnets and there's that huge amount of charge mm. and electricity, but you can't actually join them, you mm. can't make them fit. Mm. When a twin flame energy comes into your life, that's the kind of relationship you get. There's this huge amount of chemistry and energy and sexual energy and passion, but it doesn't quite fit together. And what that does is, is create... A huge amount of shadow releasing and chaos and breakthroughs mm. and often what a twin flame energy will do is come into your life turn your life upside down mm. <laughs> break you open and then leave but it's what you've got from that is is so much insight so much more of yourself you've broken out of the cocoon it usually my guides say a twin flame a relationship isn't going to last much more than a year. You know, mm. it's it's a it's a force. It's something where you come in and you break each other open, and that's your soul contract with each other. And then and then you move on to live a life with somebody that that the magnetic energy fits and flows and uh, supports <laughs> in a much. Uh, more peaceful way well i'm glad it's only one because i have met that one person and i did have my life turned upside down and i you know i'm glad it's only once katie i would never say only once <laughs> <laughs> i think that you know i think that we have to lose our 3d perception that there is only one to everything mm. you know like we have my guide said we have many soulmates I wouldn't be. I hope I don't have to meet another twin flame in a team this lifetime. <laughs> I hope so. But, you know, the universe is infinite and abundant, and I think that that the right people come into our lives at the right time. So you are speaking from experience when you talk about being cracked open. Yes. Good. Yeah. I won't ask you for the details. No, no. <laughs> it would be a very long interview. Yeah. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that twin flame experience because. You know what came at the end of it? I saw energy for the first time in my life and it, it opened up my path. It did not it did not bring me a harmonious soulmate relationship. And and I for me I think it's really good to get down with your truth on what the meaning of twin flame is and what the meaning of soulmate is, especially if you're manifesting a partner. Because you know if you're not sure in your own heart what those those meanings are, you might be manifesting, you might be asking for one thing and getting another. Oh. I challenge anybody that wants to take on the twin flame energy because it's really transformative. It's a, it's a rip the plaster off quickly moment here in your life, you know? Mm, mm, yeah. And it really forces you to face yourself and do your, your um, deep transformation work, but it can often be painful and dramatic and... 
um, full of tension and labyrinthy type energy, you know. I do know that. I do know. Um. That. <laughs> well, Katie, let me ask you another one. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I, I, I meet people from time to time, and I recognise this in my own life as well, where you're on a path with someone. And there's a certain resonance, there's a certain flow, and then that resonance stops, the flow stops, and it becomes a more dissonance where, so I was speaking with somebody yesterday who was in a marriage, and, um, you know, at some time, at one time it worked, but now guy is into you could say stuff which is not of a higher resonance you know and she's kind of looking for spirituality and healing and so they're still together but i get but there's tension because it's not fitting i i i think that in this lifetime in particular women are go through many cycles yeah and it's okay you know we're not in the 1950s anymore where you necessarily where marriage is for life yeah and we have many cycles and and you've really got to be in integrity be in wholeness with yourself about if you're at the end of a, a cycle in a relationship one thing my guys say to people you know when they come and say kind of can you tell me who my partner is yeah the person i'm going to be with is they say well you know we can't take away f we can give you as much information as we can give you but if we were to say to you for example the partner that you're meant to be with is a lawyer you would stop going out and dating anybody that wasn't a lawyer and you would then not have all of those those relationship experiences that are educating you and teaching you for the next relationship you know every relationship teaches you something whether it's it's a healthy one or, or not and and we need to go through those karmic processes and those karmic lessons before we can be with the one in inverted commas that we're meant to walk our paths with or live our lives with mm. because if we don't have those lessons then we would take those lessons into that relationship and that relationship might fail and so it's important that you 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 have all the relationships that you are contracted to have in this lifetime and some of them will be long some of them will be short it's different for everybody it depends what what karma and lessons you've come down here to learn i will say as well though if you're if you're in a relationship and you're feeling you know waking up in a relationship is very hard on a relationship i actually think it's easier to wake up and be single yeah is to be in a relationship because firstly you need to when you wake up there's an awful lot of self-inquiry that you start doing there's a lot of life changes you start making and if that other person hasn't woken up it can be hugely hard for them to see this person going that they've been in love with going through this deep self and life transition and of course it scares them and it creates friction and problems and reactions um but i will say that if you if you're somebody that's going through that and you feel like you still you're not at the end of the relationship you still love that person you still want to be with that person then remember that that person is being a mirror for you because really when we wake up and i think this has happened to so many people whether it's our partners or our family or our close friends they become mirrors for us 
and they show us our doubts they show us where we're uncertain where we're where where we're questioning ourselves often in the form of of questioning of you know or of debating or of um challenging what you are doing and if you're feeling like you're in a hall of mirrors in a relationship or in a family relationship or anything like that really the key is to get to become okay with yourself you know for me it was I went through a long time of um really having my my girlfriend challenge me because I had a lot of doubts that she was mirroring for me and the moment I I remember it so well for the rest of my life there was this moment where we'd we'd had an argument and I went away and I was like you know what I know this is true, even if it sounds mad. I know that this is true. And I felt it drop inside me and I embodied it. And actually that was the moment that she then started to wake up. And from that moment we never had another argument about it. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And now we walk our paths together in very, bring very different things where we walk our paths together. Wow. Somebody else was saying to me, that her family has spent years and years challenging her and questioning her. She went back to Italy this summer, having got more okay with it. And they were completely like, oh, so tell us about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so your family, your loved ones, the people closest to you, the greatest service they can give you is being a mirror. Now, you mentioned, um, we've got one final question. We, we, we chatted a bit earlier, and you, you mentioned there are these unity beings on the planet now, and... Um, that you know in your groups you've mentioned this and people really resonate with this could you just mention uh what are these unity beings now this is so exciting to me i'm so excited to be sharing this so uh, as i was tuning into this interview my guides were really talking about how a lot of the reason there's a there's kind of people having to be single at the moment is for this deep, deep, deep self-work and subconscious work, what the feminine's having to go through and what the masculine's having to go through yeah. while we transform. And we need the time and the space to be able to do that. One of the things that they mentioned as I was tuning in was that they were like, as much as the feminine is refinding itself, and the masculine is refinding how to respond to that new feminine self. The priesties, remember that the priesties are, are also back and they are discovering themselves. Mm. And the priesties was something that was channeled about for me this year. And in, in Atlantis, in the golden age of Atlantis, and in what I understand some of the many other ancient ages, golden ages of, of spiritually awakened times on this earth. There were not two sexes. There were three sexes. There were the, the, the sexes that honoured the feminine, the sexes that honoured the ma masculine, and then the sexes that honoured the unity. And they, in, in Atlantean times, they were called priesties. And, of course, we are all unity. We all hold masculine and feminine. But, of course at this time on earth we are embodied in a male or a female body so we're also honoring the singularity <laughs> you know mm. the duality and the singularity and um the priesties honor the unity and they they are beings that came down completely half and half so not not more female or more male and this can be completely half and half in a physical sense 
and and of course that does happen but also in an emotional sense so that they don't relate necessarily to being a woman or being a man but they feel like they are they are both mm. and living as both and what happened according to my guides is at the the fall of Atlantis there was a mass slaughtering of the priests and for a long time we've lived with just the the two sexes the feminine and the masculine sex for this time of learning <laughs> right. of reality learning and now the priests are back they're back and being embodied of course they were always still there are a few keeping them going in the human race but now they're very much back and a lot of people today are feel more connected to unity and to this complete unity sense of self and are not relating to the deep feminine or or the deep masculine and there are priests back and they've got to find their way you know and that's why there's this great amount of time being given for us to explore ourselves so that we can discover who we are as awakened women as awakened priests as awakened men and and how that's all going to work in this new age of three sexes etc so thanks katie so i know you're going to do meditation so i'll just pass it over to you yeah thank you i will share one bit of guidance that is given a lot and that is is that if you're feeling really like you're seeking love the very first and seeking being in love the very very first thing to do is to love yourself more and to fall in love with yourself more and this is age old but how my guides explain it is that until you can get yourself to a certain level of self love if you met the person you were meant to be with and you didn't have that self love it would be destructive mm. you wouldn't be able to cope with the way that they loved you and so your higher self blocks that that person from coming in until you can love yourself enough to hold space for somebody else to love you in that way and so i think the perfect meditation to do at the end of this interview is one that is about self love because really if we want to manifest a lover in our lives the easiest way to do that is to fall in love with ourselves and then and then you don't need as much time on yourself because you, that that love is distraction thing if you're really in love with yourself and looking after yourself then you're going to put your practice and yourself and your wholeness and your path first and that freedy falling in love being distracting will not throw you off the track of your path so you can manifest that that relationship into your life quicker so let's do a self love meditation to create more love in all of our lives So breathing in love and breathing out gratitude. Breathing in love and breathing out gratitude. Breathing in love and breathing out gratitude. Allowing this feminine breath 
to expand the feminine part of your heart. And breathing in gratitude and breathing out love. Breathing in gratitude and breathing out love. Breathing in gratitude and breathing out love. Allowing this masculine breath to expand the masculine part of your heart. And breathing in love and gratitude. And breathing out love and gratitude. Breathing in love and gratitude. Breathing out love and gratitude. Breathing in love and gratitude. And breathing out love and gratitude. Inviting this priestly breath to expand the unity part of your heart. As you place your hands on your heart, feeling your hands, loving your heart, and inviting your heart, your love, to be whole now, to be complete now. Allowing your body to move with your breath as you invite the parts of you that feel they need to be loved into the present, the parts of you that feel incomplete parts of you that feel unwhole and letting your heart love these parts so you invite your heart to love you to make you whole feel your heart love shining out from all of your consciousness from all of your body feeling this heart love dropping down into your toes and your feet feeling this heart love dropping down into your legs feeling your hips filling up with this heart love Feeling your back filling up with this heart love. Noticing if this heart love has a colour. What is the colour of your heart, of your love? As you invite this colour to shine through your arms and your hands and us into your throat and down into your bed and warm down through your feet and up into your head feeling yourself loving yourself feeling yourself falling in love with yourself and rising in love with yourself with every breath as you invite your heart love and it's colour to fill your aura 
give yourself all of the love, support, respect and care that you need in this moment. Feeling that colour, feeling in any gaps that might be there. And allowing yourself to be warmed by this heart now. To be called into the present by this heart now. To be nurtured by your own love. Feeling yourself begin to spin in your own love now. Begin to float in your own love. Feel parts of you being restored by your own love. Notice how your light begins to get brighter. begins to expand and your heart love shining out of the front, back, sides, top and bottom of your heart to all of the places that it is needed to the parts of you that you need to forgive parts of you that you need to hold to the parts of you that you need to celebrate. Notice the steadiness of this love, the eternalness of this love, the soul currents that are in this love, allowing yourself to be in love with yourself, in wholeness with yourself, complete with yourself. To breathe in love. Breathe out gratitude. Breathe in love and breathe out gratitude. Breathe in gratitude and breathe out love. Breathe in gratitude and breathe out love. Breathe in love and gratitude. Breathe out love and gratitude. Breathe in love and gratitude. And breathe out love and gratitude. Coming into the peacefulness of your own love. Letting yourself be here. In peace with yourself. Love 
with yourself and wholeness with yourself. When you are ready, opening your eyes to this day of loving yourself.